This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. Word, I pull the trigger long. Crib my teeth spray to every brother's gone. Got my block sewn on my dope spots. Last thing I sweat to suck a punk cop. Move like a king when I roll hops. You try to flex. That's right, Matt. You need to put this one in your list. New Jack City. Yeah? Yes. You haven't seen New Jack City? No. Oh, come on. You haven't seen Crackhead Chris Rock? Come on. No. I you got to watch New Jack City. Wow. Okay. Yeah, put that put that one on your list of movies that you definitely need to check out. Bro, post-spring football is going to be a busy time for Matt. And it, uh, quite frankly, should be as well. All right, let's hit up the hotline and uh, welcome in a gentleman that is uh, Associate Athletic Director at the University of Tulsa. You might know him from some of his great playing days at TU as well. Pooh Williamson joins us now here on the Blitz 1170. What's up, Pooh? How are you, man? Pop, I, I'm I'm doing okay, but I'm who, who hasn't seen New Jack City? My producer, my producer Matt has not seen New Jack City. In my defense, I'm 27. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we'll we'll let Matt will let you slide then. Okay, never mind. I can't. I won't get on you then. I, I'll Thank let you, you slide. <laughs> Pooh, don't worry. Take he he doesn't. Time, though. Go go go. Go Netflix it or something, man. Nah, okay. you don't have to Netflix it. Just turn on BET. It's on every other Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, too, Pop, hey, crackhead Chris Rock, nickname was Pookie. Pookie, oh, yeah, that's right. Track. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, that song we so, came back to was was Ice T, and that's Nino's the uh, theme from the song. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Nino let, Brown, let, 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 that was, let's that was go. Back when Wesley was paying his taxes. There you go. Pre-tax, Wesley Snipes as well. Yeah, don't mess with the IRS. Pre-passenger fifty-seven too going on out here. Uh, hey, I, I wanted to reach out to you for a reason because I I don't know. I'm fascinated by the story that is what Miami's doing right now, and I know that they are potentially running into a buzzsaw with how good that Houston is and has shown the ability to be poo, especially in that second half of that Auburn game. That was just unfair what they unleashed on Auburn in the second half. But I'm fascinated because you know him as well as anyone, and Jim Laranega, the job that he's done, but the the pivot job of a guy that continues to learn and evolve as a head coach with how this team is built, we already know what type of X's and O's quality coach that he is, but there's a lot that goes into this that has this team here on the brink of potentially making the Elite Eight. It's a fantastic story. Well, first and foremost, Pop, I mean, Coach L, and it'll take Eric Conkle, Coach Conkle can come on and. Hey, he was he was with him longer than I was, but I'll tell you, it doesn't take you long to realize, like that there's there's not a human being alive that the guy is like clockwork in everything that he does. It's almost like you know what you're getting, and so that's kind of what when you just said he's a guy that can be a head coach back in the '80s or '90s, and yet still be a head coach in 2023 and still be successful because the kids, no matter what, you know what you're getting. I, I was talking to someone the other night, and I told them, he's one of those guys that it, it takes a certain talent because he holds them accountable. He makes sure that, that, you know, it's not like substitute teacher, free reign. You just run around and do what the hell you want to do. But yet 
the kids feel like they have all the freedom in the world, but yet he still holds them accountable at the exact same time. And it sounds easy, but that is hard to do, man. And he's got that figured out. Well, and it's weird because as someone that's committed his life to the game like that, he has kind of, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. He's managed to thrive kind of outside what the spotlight is on a lot of these guys for like the majority of the, of the past 15 years in college basketball. But yet when you look at his track record, and especially what it's been at Miami, this is, what is this? This is the fourth time that they've been to the Sweet 16 since 2011. That's not supposed to happen at schools like Miami playing in a conference like that. Uh, Pop, you, um, but at least you notice and you recognize. You know how many people don't realize the job that he's done? And you can go back to Miami's history. I mean, it's been always a good basketball league, but it's in the ACC now. So yeah. Since he's been doing it, it's been in the, I mean, the Atlantic Coast Conference. So that makes it even more impressive. And to think about it, I mean, you're right. I mean, the game has changed in the last 15 – well, the game has really changed in the last five years. But let's say the game has changed in the last 15, and yet he still just keeps getting it done. What is it about a guy like that that um, just gives himself the the ability to continue to evolve? Because, I mean, you've been around guys I know. I've been around people before that – They are just setting their ways, and they take the approach of this is the way I've always done it, and this is the way that it's going to be done, uh, which is anti the adapt or die mentality I think you have to have in collegiate sports or in sports in general. So, I mean, in working with him, what's the approach like from the open-mindedness? Does he he relish the opportunity to talk with his staff, with his assistants, to have new ideas, to freshen things up? How does all that work with him? Yes, I, and I have. I'm, I, if you've seen the internet, and you've been looking. Kansas State and the job that Coach Jerome Tang has done. If you, but if you see the internet, they keep showing them where they do their pregame, kind of the music's playing, and they all kind of get in their zone. Have you seen that yes. on the internet? Uh-huh. Well, Coach L has been doing that forever, and guess where he got it? He got it when Phil Jackson was telling him about. It. He did it with the Bulls, and they had you know whatever song it was, the team pick, long as it's the edited version. Coach never plays the unedited version. And he's been doing that because that's something he said, you know, I got that from Phil Jackson. Or then he'll get another thing, like he does a sneak peek, which is like a three-minute edit for the, like, opposing team that you're about to play. But he'll do it a few days in advance. And it's just kind of if you had a snapshot of what this team really does. Not every single thing, but what is this team? They're a great rebounding team coach. They're great in transition coach. And, offensively, they're going to set a ton of screens. So you show those three things, snapshot, you know, the sneak peek is about three minutes, and he got that from Billy Donovan because that's something that Billy Donovan started doing. So he is he, – he's just – he loves – he might be – and this is hard to say because everyone in that profession loves basketball and the mm-hmm. basketball guy. But in a profession of guys that love basketball, he might love it as much or more than anyone I've ever been around. Well, and he does it in a time as well that is like ripe with transfers. And you just go and look at the teams that he's coached, and all of them have had a major impact with transfers. He seems to be a, like have a unique touch with, with the transfer player that comes in. I mean, virtually what I'm saying is, Pooh is like he's done it every way that you can. Whether it's the high high elite guys, you know, that you recruit and bring in, they've used NIL to their advantage. Hey, playing within the rules right now with what they are, he's brought in transfer guys. You name it, he's been able to win with them no matter what. That is so correct. And it's so funny because now everyone talks transfer portal, but this is something that he told me years ago. And if you really think about this, if you listen to this one, it makes so much sense. 
Coach L was like, you know what happens, Pooh? He goes, we get transfers, and this is back when they set out. You know, get them in the system, get them stronger, get them acclimated with our system. He goes, it becomes a point where our 22- and 23-year-olds have a fighting chance of beating Duke and Carolina's 18-, 19-year-old McDonald's All-American. So that's where it all started. That was his thought process in the ACC because at that point, prior to getting, you know, Lonnie Walker and Bruce Brown and some of those guys that, you know, Lonnie Walker was a one-and-done that played mm-hmm. for Coach L. Now he's with the Lakers. But prior to getting Lonnie Walker, he was getting Sheldon McClellans and guys like that that played at Texas and guys that, you know, sat out and got acclimated. And now all of a sudden they're 22, maybe 23 years old, playing against some of the five-star guys in the ACC, uh, be it Duke, Carolina, Virginia. And that gave them a fighting chance. And those guys had so much success that now in this portal era that he has a track record of getting it done with transfers. I was uh, reading a story the other day that said uh... – you know, if you ask and, and want to talk to Jim about stuff outside of his family, like he doesn't have any hobbies, like basketball is hobby. You know, his son is on the Clippers staff there. He's he, Well, he does have one. He loves watching movies. Okay, all right. That is, that is about it. And Eric can tell you a couple more now. He likes, he likes food and all that, but he really has no – his hobby, he loves movies. He'll okay. sneak away and he'll watch a movie with Mrs. L, Liz, his wife. Uh, and, and by the way, too, everyone refers, like if you ever around Coach L, no one calls him Coach Larinagan. No one calls him Jim. It's always Coach L. Coach L. <laughs> and that's it. So if you ever have a conversation, just call him Coach L. And they'll be like, hey, how'd you know that? Well, I love, Everyone I, I love that. that he loves movies like that, and it's hilarious. But it, the, this story was talking about how he watches all the Clippers games because his son's on the staff, and then he'll take up uh, videos of his grade school uh, uh, grandchildren and cuts up film on his iPad. Like, he's the definition of a true basketball basketball junkie no matter what and I love that part of it <laughs> he he is and it's so funny because now he has to stay up later because when I worked for him uh Jay his son Jay Larinaga was working with the Celtics so that was the same <laughs> time as we were in Miami so it was easier on him so I know he's probably struggling watching those Clipper games that's three hour differential now from Miami to LA no doubt no doubt all right so give me some of your thoughts then um did you see Houston? Did you go with Bruce to call the the Houston game uh, on any of those trips? And have you seen them in person this year? I saw them in the rental center. Okay. And, and I, I, I said that they had – there were three teams offensively that stood out and, and that I watched also play in the rental center this year. It started with them. I thought that ball movement was, was spectacular. And then when Tulsa played great defense, then it became, okay, now all of a sudden – Sass or a shed just started making plays off the bounce, and then you can play good defense for 27 seconds, and those guys can just go make a play. And I said this, though, as a player, I can remember this too. You shoot the ball with a lot more confidence when you know that there's a good chance, like 50% of the time, you got those guys flying around like maniacs, and they're going to offensive rebound the ball. So it's amazing how much more confident you are. You're like, well, hell, if I miss one, they'll go get it anyway, which usually happens too, by the way, they attack the glass. So those guys are so free-willing. I thought Houston had the best offense I saw. Or just the most active. The ball just moved, pop, pop, pop. And then second might have been Temple, and Oral Roberts was probably third. So okay. There were some pretty good offensive teams, and I think Houston was the best. The thing that gets me about Houston, you just talked about them offensively. Uh, I think everyone kind of gets it now de- defensively and at the elite level that they possess in them. 
Um, but offensively, it seems like that they've cranked it up to another level even over the past couple of years because it fi- it seems like they finally have like all the pieces to the puzzle. You know, they've had one or two individual guys, but now they've got so many dudes that can do so many different things. And Kelvin, Kelvin hasn't changed, right? Kelvin will get after you in a heartbeat and demands it from his players. I I like them a lot, man. I I know that the, the the tournament's tough and it's a tough road, and Miami's going to give them a, a heck of a challenge. But but man, when Houston plays to their full capability, like that second half against Auburn, man, they might be one of the toughest teams in the entire country to beat. Period. They are just so tough, and you're right. It starts with Coach Sampson. Coach Sampson is like, I mean, he's a he's he's a junkyard dog that's coaching a bunch of junkyard. Dogs. <laughs> yes. so, like, the marriage of those two. It's not good for the opposition, if you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I can remember Coach Tubby Smith when Kelvin was the coach at Indiana. What was he? I was, no, it was the OU team. And which one was that? 20, 2008? When did they go to the, to the final? So they went to the final four in 02 and then I think again in 08, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when that team went, I remember standing with Coach Smith, and he goes, "Oh, Kelvin's a junkyard dog." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and, and so I'm thinking, well, he's a junkyard dog, and that group that he's put together in Houston, he's got a whole kennel of them too over there. And yeah. they just they just fight you to death, man. There's no doubt, no doubt at all. Boo, this has been awesome, man. Thanks so much for providing a little bit more perspective on uh, Coach L and what he's done there at Miami, man. Always appreciate you. Hope you're doing well, man. We'll have to do this uh, again uh, and do it more often. Love to have you back in studio sometime too, man. No, man, thank you guys for having me. And I, I, I apologize. I was all over the place. I've been on the spot, been running. I had meetings uh, online and I wanted to make sure I got on with you, though. So I nah, appreciate man. you reaching out in any time. So. I, I appreciate you for making time for us, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend, man, and we'll definitely be in touch again soon. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, thanks. There he goes. That is the great Pooh Williamson joining us here on the Blitz 1170. I like it, man. I like it a lot. I like the style from a guy like Nega, who's in his 70s that just keeps changing and evolving with the times. Right, man. Keep- NIL. We got guys that got eight hundred thousand dollar deals, right? No problem with it. Continue to evolve and adapt. That's the only thing that you can do if you want to stay relative inside of the game. And by the way, I brought up the four Sweet Sixteen trips for for Miami, which is kind of unheard of. Did you know that when he got there, to Pooh's point, like Miami's okay, like an okay basketball program, playing in what historically has been called the toughest conference in the entire country in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many NCAA tournament wins total that they had before Coach Laranega got there? Two, four. <laughs> That's it, four. And then you do this on a regular basis. It's a really good story, and that is going to be a hell of a game tonight between Houston and Miami. That is the six fifteen start on Big CBS coming up here this evening. All right, let's take a timeout. It's two fifty seven. What's up, Doc? Can we rock? It's time for the Blitz Mix next. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz eleven seventy podcast from Bravado Wireless.